In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, this third, third, third Sunday of Easter, every year we hear this beautiful reading. The disciples on the way to Emmaus. It's a very interesting reading. It's a very profound reading. It's one in which we even see a certain sense of humor in Jesus. I mean, they're asking him, are you the only one that doesn't know what happened in these days? Instead of saying, what do you mean? It's about me. He says, what things? As if, what did you understand about it all? And then he'll go on to explain to them and to open their eyes so that they can see and understand the depths of the love of God manifested in Jesus Christ. There are two questions that come to my mind as I think about this reading and reflect on it. Two questions that are for you and for me. The first is, does yours? Does yours? Question mark. And the second is, do you? Question mark. And I want you to answer those according to what is written here. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? Were not our hearts burning within us? And so the first question, does yours, does your heart burn to hear the word of God opened up to you so that you can know who you are, why you're here, where you're going, who your God is, and what the meaning of your life is all about. Is that what burns in your heart, the desire to understand the fullness of your life in God through his divine word revealed to us in the sacred scriptures? I think we need to ask ourselves that question because oftentimes we might even have a Bible at home. And hopefully we open it and read it every day. But oftentimes it's probably and maybe could be on a shelf, in a drawer, collecting dust, there. Oh, I've read it before. I've, I hear it at Mass. I, I, I know that story. No, and, and we almost take for granted the word, living word of God. If we... We should have the scriptures as, especially the gospels of Jesus and his words, as the criteria of every decision we make every day in our dealings with one another, in our dealings at work, in our very dealings with God, in, in everything. In the decisions we make, is the first thing that comes to my mind the words of Jesus? Love your neighbor. Do good to those who persecute you. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Show mercy and mercy will be shown to you. Love one another as I have loved you. Are, are these the things that, that burn within my heart to make me make the decisions in my life right now that I'm going to make with my husband, with my wife, with my children, with my parents, with my friends, with my enemies, with my co-workers, with that person that just offended me or just did something to me that 
I'd rather slap in the face than forgive? Is it the word of God that burns into my heart? It, only, it can be so only if we are constantly refreshing it. Not just at Sunday Mass once a week. Every day. It should be the book that's on our nightstand. The one we, 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 we have at the opening of the door of our house so that it's on a little stand there and as we go out we, we read a scripture passage, two or three verses just before we leave the home to go to work and, and let that be the fruit of what we meditate on throughout the day so as to strive to live in accordance with the word of God. We're not our hearts burning within us as he opened to us the scriptures. Does mine? Does yours? Is it something that I take for granted now? Because, oh, I've heard that story about the road to Emmaus. Emmaus, I, I could tell it to you pretty much word for word. Every time you read it, it should speak to you a little more, a little deeper, a little harder, a little more demanding. I mean, think about it. They left in the morning, and they were on their way to Emmaus. Like, I always say Emmaus because I the Spanish translation. But it took them all day to get there listening and hearing and understanding and in their ignorance Jesus said how foolish you are and slow to believe and they get there here's going to come the next question but I'll get to it in a minute they open their eyes they see him they understand that journey about 11 miles that took all day long walking it says they got up and they ran back to Jerusalem they got there in the early morning, probably. Running, not even thinking, what, what are we doing? Let's sleep and go back tomorrow morning. No. The, the understanding and the fullness of what had been revealed to them was incontainable. They had to share it. They had to go back. And imagine, these guys are running at all, all out. And they get back there, and they want to share the news. Imagine, you, you, you think you're going to surprise everybody with something. And you get there, and they say, hey, guess what? It's true. Oh, why did I run all the way back here? You guys already know. No? No, no, no. They said no, they shared it too. And everybody was rejoicing because of the reality of what was revealed to them in Jesus Christ, their risen Lord. What a gift. Do I react the same way to the opening of the scriptures in my heart so that I can know and understand the will of God and share it with those around me with humility, not wondering if I got there first or second or no, no, no. Helping one another to grow in love. This, this is, should be what we ask ourselves. Does mine, does my heart burn with that same zeal, that same love for the word of God? You can't know Christ if you don't know the scriptures. And if you leave it closed at home or don't even have the book, well, good luck. The second question, do you, says here, it happened that while he was at, with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. Then it says very clearly, with that, I mean, here's Jesus, the risen Lord, walking with them all day long, and they can't see, they can't see, they can't see, they can't see, they still, they're hearing, they're listening, they're, but he's opening up to them the scriptures, and but with that, the breaking of the bread, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. That's where the question comes in. 
Do you, do I, recognize him in the breaking of the bread? It's a definite reference here to the Holy Eucharist. Jesus, who had walked with them for three years, who had lived for 33, who had done all the miracles, who had died on the cross, who had risen from the dead, is now going to ascend to the Father. And from now on, we're not going to be able to touch him in flesh and blood, like you can touch me or I can touch you. No. But we will be able to recognize him. Not some spiritual identification or act of faith. No, no, no. Him. His true presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity. The very Jesus that talked to them, that walked with them, that died on the cross, that rose from the dead, the very same one will make himself present, our God, right now, on this altar, in the breaking of the bread, in the Holy Eucharist. And we oftentimes come to communion as if, oh God, we are so unaware, I think I am, of the gift of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who humbled himself to become a man and then decided, I'll humble myself even more for you and remain with you in a way where you can be in communion with me in the Eucharist by receiving my body, blood, soul, and divinity. This is my body, this is my blood. He who eats my body and drinks my blood will have life in him, and I will raise him up on the last day. You have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. How are we going to do that, Lord? This is too hard. You'll understand. I'll give you the way. And he did. The Holy Eucharist. And we have Catholics who sit in the pews and don't believe that it's really Jesus. It's just, oh, an act of faith and we're sharing a meal. Sad. Very sad. It is Jesus, whether you think it is or not. Because he said so. And if you believe he's God, then he can't lie to you. And he didn't. And when he said, this is my body, this is my blood, that's why here, it's until he does that again for them, and this is how you will recognize me from now on until the end of time. Come to me. Receive me. Try to do so worthily. If you're in mortal sin, get to confession first. Come back to me. I want to be with you. I want you to find me in the breaking of the bread. I want you to recognize me in the sacrament of the Eucharist that I'm leaving for you so that you can come to me And find in me your peace, your strength, your joy, everything you need to be the Christian man or woman that I called you to be, that I made you to be, that I want you to be. Does yours, does your heart burn within you to hear and understand his word? And is it the criteria that you use to make your decisions in your life? Do you recognize him? in the breaking of the bread, in his sacraments that he gave to us, in his church that he founded on Peter and the apostles. I can't turn that bread into the body and blood of Jesus. I'm just an instrument that he uses in his person so that he, through his Holy Spirit, can transform that bread into his body, blood, soul, and divinity. I believe. That's what we say when we say the body of Christ. Amen. I believe. Yes, this is him. I recognize you. Lord, I'm unworthy. That's why we've put these kneelers. Those who wish to humbly kneel and receive the Savior of your soul, the God of the universe, instead of receiving him so so oftentimes as we do in an indifferent way, even not worrying whether I'm in sin or not. No. Everyone's own conscience before God. No. 
we've put these kneelers, so if you would like to kneel down, receive the Lord of the universe, your God and your Savior, the one who saved you from sin and gave you new life on your knees, you're more than welcome. If you can't do so because of age or sickness or, or because you feel you'd just like to receive him reverently and fervently standing, you can do that too. I'm not going to judge you for that. You can do, receive him as long as you do so in a way that is worthy of recognizing him. Because if you don't recognize him, you have no idea who you're receiving. So the question is this. Now I'll put it in the personal. Does my heart burn within me for the word of God? And do I recognize him in the breaking of the bread? Because he has deigned to make himself present for me in these ways. And I can either be indifferent to that, shun it, leave it aside, let technology and the world and all its stupidities and ideologies, forgive the word, fill my mind with ridiculousness and things that are contrary to God's will, and think my opinion is better than his, or I can listen and learn and understand and let the word of God and the love of God transform my heart into the son or daughter that he made me to be. I think our true happiness will be in saying yes, my heart does, and yes, Lord, I do recognize you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.